I actually uh, was looking at this chat here mm-hmm. on uh, the Twitch. Someone, yeah. who is it that said they didn't like watermelon or watermelon's no good? What the hell is up with that? Clown Baby said, Clown Baby 1, 2, 3, good. It's a horrible food. Oh, oh Clown oh, Baby. I knew it was and the bow. Name a better fruit. I defy you. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. My name is Crofton Steers. I am your host with the most. I am the PlayStation 4 of this podcast, if you will. With me are my two co-hosts. As always, I'm talking about the TurboGrafx-16 of this podcast, Bo Schwartz. Bo, how are you? Man, I forget what all that does. I'm good, I think. I'm You're obsolete. very niche. I, I'm You're kinda, very niche. I'm kind of obsolete. But, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for this, and it better be suffic- sufficiently antiquated. And... Uh, the uh, the original Game Boy of this podcast, Michael Hodgins. Michael, welcome. He's about mm-hmm. to say, Game, Game Boy's right. pretty sweet. Mike, All right. it's only one color and it's not even backlit. It's the closest <laughs> thing to a typewriter in video games. And nobody's No, but it. like you you could have dug deeper than that. What about those one-off handheld ones that played one game and were kind of... Like, there, there's oh, way shittier. Like the Tiger, games. Tiger Gamings, the little handheld. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the Tiger Electronics. I'll, I'll take it. I'm the start of a new thing, a new era. You guys are just like variations of something that's been done. I'm the best variation. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Hey, speaking of variations of things that have been done, like, we all know that I want to mm. talk about this. You guys know I want to talk about this. Let's just talk about it right away. <laughs> I got an Oculus Rift today. In the mail, I, I've been waiting for it. I've been tracking it, it on. on UPS. Put it on. Put it on. I want to see it. Oh, you got your headset on. Uh... I can't put it on yet. I haven't. I haven't even put it on. Look, the cables are still coiled and, and wrapped, and it came with these like these touch controllers or whatever. It's anyway. I'm pretty stoked to play, and it's a testament to how much I love the listeners and you guys that I am doing this show as opposed to entering the virtual realm. And in, you know, I, I just had to check what my verdict because we did a we did a whole episode on virtual reality, and uh, any guesses what my verdict was? I'm gonna say bad. Hmm. Both. I think bullshit. Hmm. Uh, bad. I said bad. Yeah. Oh, no, I remember. Full points. <laughs> hey, this it's, is like this is like a sneak preview of very two hundred. It's funny because I was thinking about it too because I was thinking about that today when we were talking about verdicts and stuff just now. I, I had also thought about it, like because yeah, we've all we've done a lot of sci-fi topics, like um, uh, artificial intelligence, in which I think I may have come down bad on, um, and and so like it's it's all about like uh, what is our worst dystopian vision of the future, and well, like and the, and the angle, the, yes, I agree, the angle it, you choose to take on it, yeah, and then the and then the hive mind, we did another one, so when we get those ones, I always find it interesting because it's like it's all about. Sp- it's mostly about speculation. One thing I find really funny about the Oculus Rift, so, is that like, at one point I would imagine like my my this is going to take a morbid turn, but you're going to see where I'm going. My so my dad dies of Alzheimer's at a fairly you know fairly young age, and uh, there could be you know one day something that takes me away from my daughter at a younger age than i i expect you know and after the state funeral she's going to want to like learn more about her dad 
And so, so like she has all these podcasts that she can go through and she can learn all this stuff. I feel she'll get to this one and be like, like by the time she's listening to it, it would be like me celebrating getting a Walkman. Like if I was listening to a show, my dad's like, I just got this. I'll be able to run and listen to cassettes at the same time. It's crazy. And, and I'd be, I'd be listening to that, that now. And I'm like, Oh dad, that, you know, you know, so little about what the future brings here. I'm like, I got my Oculus Rift version 1.0 with look at all these cables connected to it. It's so crazy. It's and, funny. And meanwhile, as, as my a... daughter's, probably like rolling as a more her darker eyes. darker turn she'd be listening to these and then and then she'd hear this one and the tear would come into her, her eye as she rem- would remember you pre-oculus rift this daddy was playing with her running in the park and then the 18 years that followed of you being quasi comatose in a room looking around at things and looking like a crazy person and she's like i cursed that day it took my father from me <laughs> they took my father from me now i change his bedpan every day <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, uh, whenever I think about this, I heard recently um, this. Uh, anyways, it was like kind of like a radio show thing, and they were talking about inventions that people regretted. And it was so funny about so many of these things. And this is why I stand by my bad verdict on virtual virtual reality and some of these other things. Uh, is it like like the person who invented television? You know, and that's like that's pretty that's a pretty big thing to like transmit over the airwaves. That person regretted it entirely i wish he'd never invented it really uh, because he had this idea like i think a lot of people do when when they invent technology uh that they think he thought he's like this is going to enable uh learning and it's going to bring people up and then after a few years he saw that it was full of shit and he was like it was all garbage tv and he was like i wish i'd never invented it Wait, and, how long did he live for? Did he get to Jerry Springer age? <laughs> I don't even think he needed to live that long. But he, but the point is, he thought, and it makes me think of Bo with his hive mind, who's like, who's like, okay, it's going to bring people together in empathy. I'm like, how do you, do you know what humanity's like? And all these inventions, same also, the Wright brothers who invented flying regretted it because they thought it was going to bring about this new era of humanity as transportation. And then almost as soon as it was invented, it was used in Turkey in, in, in a war and people were throwing grenades on troops out of it. And they were like, God damn it. We invented this thing for good. But as soon as you invent something, some other asshole will take it and put like, just make it evil. Cause that's what humanity kind of does. All right, so... You can hear, you can hear more about these morbid and dark <laughs> thoughts on Mike's new show, turning fun things bad. With Mike <laughs> I thought that was interesting, but okay, I, yeah. let's move ahead. It is really interesting. Yep. Everybody it, hates the no, world. It is, it, is, uh, it is interesting. You guys are like, new new things are good. That's all. Well, you know, I mean, come on, it's TV. It's ubiquitous. It's like it revolutionized yeah, the world. But, I had to, but, but I've stopped watching it entirely, and I feel like I had to wean myself off a terrible drug. And now when I think back to, like, daytime TV that I've watched in my life, and be like, what, what the hell was I thinking? But Netflix is still TV. Yeah, You're but I hardly watching. watch that. I watch, like, once a week. I like how how they have these exemptions that make things okay. No, no, I mean, like, whatever. And I shouldn't even watch that. I can do something better with my time. All right. Well, let's not get too hung up on TV, uh, Croft. And um, congratulations on your Oculus Rift. I'm very happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I I hope you don't wake to find your little child tearing the thing to pieces. Uh, Moving away from Mike's profound cynicism on the future... Uh, I would just like to say that uh, for me, 
Uh, one thing that the getting this Oculus Rift is, I haven't even used it yet, so I have no idea. It could be profoundly disappointing, and God knows I've been disappointed by material things in the past. But it, I do have that Christmas morning feeling a little bit. Like this is something, you know, something new. When I opened it, I was like, oh, this is this is you know pretty pretty robust. Took it out. Like I'd put off getting it for a long time, so I built up anticipation. It's always fun to get these things. Um, and then next time you'll talk to me, you'll be like. So Crofton, we uh, missed last week. It's been two weeks since we did a show. How are you doing the Oculus? I'll be like, what? The what? The Oculus Rift. Remember? You were really excited about it? And I'll be like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's great. And, and then you'll be like, you're not using it, are you? I'm like, oh, I used it for a bit, but it takes a long time to set up, guys. Now it's on my shelf. Yeah. If you don't keep it plugged in, it actually does take a long time to set up. Just also, it's a thing. Yeah. Boy. Speaking of things that take a long time to set up. Uh, the oh. random topic generator, which <laughs> Hodgins is about to set up for us, pull the pull the thing and talk, the sound talk about a piece of technology that went wrong. But yeah, we... I know the inventor regrets it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it would be used to do. Um. The topic today is university. Have we not done this? Uh, I think we've done similar. We've done the education system. We've gotten but, this but we, show and we've never done university. We kept education very much on like the public school system. Like we kept it at like high school and like pu- public mm-hmm. education is a thing. I, I think we specific, we we might have touched on university, but we did not delve into it. No, I no university. I don't believe we've done. We haven't done anything higher learning style. I mean, we can do a quick check. I can go to. Um... No, no, it's all right. I trust you guys. No, no. Look I feel it's going to be similar to the uh, education system. For example, when when we did the education system, Bo. Uh, spoilers for a very old episode, you know, railed against it as evil beyond compare, definitely more evil than prostitution. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I feel like adding a layer, now we're talking about one specific part of the education system. I feel like he's going to be like, well, oh, this specific layer? Oh, it's good. Well, it's, so. it's different in the sense that one is like um, basically a, uni- a universal. Like, I mean... In, in most advanced countries, like, you have to go to school. Uh, you have to have special exemption not to go to school. Remember, remember there used to be – well, I don't remember this, but I hear tell – the truancy officer who would go around and, and round up children who weren't in school and put them in the school uh, because it's public good to have people basically educated. But university, it's like it costs a lot of money. You don't have to do it. I mean in, I guess that's part of our conversation is like you almost – you basically do these days it seems – uh, but cost you a lot of money. A lot of people are going to huge debt over it. Blah blah blah. I think it's different, and I'm happy to talk about it. I'm excited mm. to talk about mm. it, even. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> should, should I should I just have said Oculus Rift when I when, <laughs> when it came up? <laughs> I, you know, you joke, but there'll be virtual universities. I'm sure. Um, here's here's the thing. Uh, I so. In Canada, where we are, we're not in the same situation necessarily that that um, people are in the states or in uh, elsewhere in the world. And 
particularly I grew up in Quebec and that province is not even in the same situation that that other provinces in Canada are, including Ontario, by which I mean the barrier of entry to university is much, much lower. Um, there's there's subsidies, there's, there's funding, um, you know, tax dollars go to helping folks go to university. And so because of that, like a, I would venture to say a very, very high percentage of people my age have at least a bachelor's degree um, from university. And I, I guarantee you, guarantee you, if you went to like some Rust Belt town in the States and you did like an inventory of who has a university degree, um, it would be much, much, much lower uh, and and that even that even applies to Canada. Like I know I do have some friends who've come to the area that we live in is a very educated area, and I have friends that have come to this area from other parts of Canada, and which are the first person in their family often to get a university degree. So uh, we are speaking from deep inside a bubble right now, and it's worth recognizing that before we get any you know anywhere. Our our views, all three of us, will definitely be be influenced by the fact that that we're in a place where a lot of people have gone to university and university the access to university is much easier than it is elsewhere so have all three of us have gone been to university right to my knowledge yeah okay. yes okay but but let's see okay but of this i think it's worth telling uh i feel like crofton was the like it was no brainer he was going to go to university i held off and then, and to be honest, didn't really. I went specifically for the piece of paper. Uh, that's why I went. Like it, it purely is a, is a function of like, well, this will help me get a job. I guess I'll do it. And then Bo went, and then was like, didn't didn't finish. And I'm not I'm not saying that as any kind of uh, slight yeah, against you Bo. Added, you added me. I'm not telling people that. Just kidding. Oh really? Oh, yeah, no, whatever. Yeah. But but I mean, I again, I'd say it's not it's not it's not a slight, and I really don't think it is because I I do not think that's a reflection of uh, your intelligence or your work ethic or any of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that often the piece of paper that I went to get, that's what employers that's why they wanted. This kind of proves that you're reasonably smart, you can complete things, uh, etc. And there's lots of people who have all those traits and haven't gone to university or can't afford to go to university and all those all those reasons uh, and then can't can't get jobs because they don't have it. So so it's interesting because I mean, uh, and I think of a lot of the jobs I've, I've done that required required and I use that word very loosely <laughs> university degree. And then I think of someone like Bo, who, did, who doesn't technically have his, though he did complete most of it and being like. And not not even him. Other people that I know that didn't go to university be like, you do not need a university. There's nothing about university that is required to do this job. There is something that's required to do the job, and it might be like, uh, you know, being having a work ethic, being reasonably intelligent. All those things I said, which are not necessarily the same as university. But you're you're talking about certain degrees, obviously, not like medicine or engineering. Yeah. 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 Um, Right, you're talking about like arts and soft sciences and stuff. Oh, but like that's that. but but that's a huge like like social sciences and uh, right, the right. liberal arts are a huge swath of oh, the university. Oh, oh, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying like 
like they were we drew universities so not just social sciences or arts so we would just in terms of like giving the full breadth of of like before painting them with one brush saying like you know there's there there are um there are different sections and and Bo did before i have i have some this is one of those topics i'm gonna have a lot of thoughts on but might just ended up talking about some of your stuff did you want to talk about that i mean well like the fact that i had didn't finish <laughs> like so what I, you were or what you were studying and what you how you feel about so it or i whatever. actually went to university not through graduation although i think mike may mirror some of my experience but i went in as a mature student effectively i graduated high school but in quebec we have this thing called SEJEP, which you have to do before going to university for some reason. I never really found out why. Because when I graduated high school, I just wanted to smoke weed, party, skateboard, and uh, not work. <clears throat> that was that's, not feasible. That's why you just answered your, your, I, your I, own question. I, I had some growing up to do at that stage. But, but, um, at a certain point, I became, you know, I had some time off. I th- think a lot of stuff I did in high school I mean was interested in but I got to finding my own interests and um, here's why I went to university actually this is very personal my girlfriend at the time so I had one of those relationships that was like always in crisis there was always a crisis and one of the not with going into the full story of that thing but like one of the crisis was well I really like you but you won't be university educated so you should go to university and like, like, how can I be with someone who's in a university kind of thing? And it sounds shallow, but people are young and they have these ideas. The other thing was, is she was going away to university in Kingston. And I didn't want to break up because I'm stubborn. So I said, well, I'll move to Kingston with you. And, you know, eventually found my way in university as a mature student. So what that means is at any age, you can actually go to university and your marks don't matter. At least... I don't know if they do matter. You can apply, and I think probably there's leniency. You still have to give the, your transcripts. I give my transcripts, and I have to write a well-worded letter. And I'm a good writer, so I know the the letter was good. But I got in that way. But the deal with mature student is you can't take a full course load right away. So you actually end up doing six years for four years. Anyways, a lot of time goes by, and I take one course for one year, and then three courses, and five courses. And what was great about it is that when I was going to school, I was going for reasons that I mostly enjoyed. I was kind of proud. I took drama. I was proud of the classes I was taking. I loved going to theater classes. I sort of hated that I had to take electives in our stu- That's so stupid. Like I, The business one I didn't mind, but English, oh man. English is like, like literally torture. Like, if you like English and reading and things like that, and then you go to take English, it makes you hate it. At least that was, but my, isn't, that was my experience. First but, off, I have yeah. a degree in English literature, so you're coming at me. Secondly, explains a lot. Y- drama is English. That is no. literally a class. No, drama is, is the, the Greek thing. word for action, and it's the study of, you know, performance and performance literature. So, yes, it is in English, and English language is very important. English is about being uh uh just i can't even describe it it's about 
it's, do you it's mean horrifying. like do you mean like syntax and grammar or do you no, mean like english i mean lit? like english lit like english uh, the humanities discipline he's definitely targeting he's got like a razor on my Look, head you probably point. enjoyed it but as a drama person so drama has participation marks drama has they value things differently in english you have to write the essay properly you have to structure your ideas in the right order you don't need to do that with shakespeare what you need to do is live in the moment and understand the impact of the performance that you're having on the people and the various peoples and the times and there's study there but it's not focused on syntactical shit and thesis statements and blah blah blah. Anyways, I enjoyed. At, at this point, a lot of the listeners are like, "I I think we understand why Bo isn't in university anymore." I enjoyed university. <laughs> Actually, the reason I left university was this: I continued to have this this relationship that was not great. That was five years later, still constantly in crisis, and and something you know kind of awful happened. There was you know we were splitting up, and she was seeing another person and. I was feeling really down about it, really stubborn. First big breakup, first big love. I decided to run away, to leave, and that meant leaving university. It meant leaving everything, to go lick my wounds, to go compose myself, just to be away from all of it after all that time. And then I always intended to go back, but I didn't go back, partly because I started to fail to see the value. And a lot of my reason for being in university was propped up by the need to go for the sake of the relationship and less because maybe in a vacuum or if I hadn't had that decision-making process with that relationship, I would not have gone. I would not, it would never be part of my story. Well, I mean, in that reason, like, uh, the, uh, that relationship, it, it seemed pretty clear to her was basically status, you know? And she was just like, so you you were going? I mean, maybe I don't want to speculate. I don't want to bring a person well, who can't well, defend no, you, themselves. You said you made comments rug, like, but, but this is sort of this is sort of true. It, it, uh, I think it's a true thing about university. It's like it's like you know it, it, it's it's a demographic marker, right? When you when you look at population, you say university level of educated. It's a way to like separate people into groups and then judge them on that. And, and, and statistically, that's very useful for, for sure. And there's a lot that you can see when you look at university educated uh, areas and what that means uh, versus areas that have low uh, rates of university. You can see that in politics, essentially, like, a, like rural areas, low educated, you know, you see there, there are things that, 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 tell, that tell you about the areas where university degrees are prominent. But I, I just think about, like, uh, you know, the whole status of, like, being, like, do you feel embarrassed to tell someone, like, oh, I've, I've not been to university, especially if you're living in, say, like, a cosmopolitan place in a well-educated city, urban centers, and it's and it's considered a given that you have a university degree of some kind. It's more like, do you have a master's? What, what did you do post-grad? Uh, you know, and, and it's like, the status around it is definitely a thing, not only in terms of like employers, but like circles you run in and whatnot. Okay. I mean, when some circles, I think it's, it's like, if you don't have an MBA, but, uh, yeah, that, you're not that... going to, you're not going to jive in certain circles in work for sure. Uh, and I mean, specific types of degrees. And I often think of this as a little bit, you use this term all the time, uh, like pay, uh, pay to win. And when I think of certain university degrees, uh, I, like MBAs in particular, universities are definitely school. pay to win. That's, that's what is, universities are definitely pay to win. I mean, education. Yeah, it's, it's, you, 
You Beyond pay the money, you get through. Because I think of all the away. university courses I've taken, and I can't hardly remember anything about them. I do remember enjoying all of them because I love learning, and I I enjoyed most of my courses. Mm-hmm. And none of them had anything relevant to do with any job I've had. Uh, and it's just like it was just I had to pay the 20 G's or whatever it cost me to get through university, which is cheap in Canada compared to you know the states and some other places. Expensive compared to some European countries. Uh, I paid the money, and now I have access to jobs I didn't have before, and and I mean I'm. But I, I would think- say again, like, and you've gone on a, a long time on this, but like I, I would say that that's related to your personal experience, which is fine. My university education has led to, even though it's not the the exact same topics in the classes, has led to my benefit in the working world, right? And I think that well. While I don't disagree with the status thing, it's like why is it that way? It's because it's a barometer of of what your your aspirations are. It's one of many. And so, like, if if you come in and you say like, "Are you planning on going to university?" and somebody's like, "You know, no." Uh, uh, there's this guy in high school that was like, "I'm not going to university. I'm going to tour the world. The world is my." is my university and all that sort of stuff. I remember him saying that. Well, the the idea was that like he had aspirations and goals and that sort of thing. And universities to me are in many ways are just barometers for that. doesn't mean that they don't have a certain pay to win mentality, but you guys both come from uh, personal situations where you feel like you've been burned in some way or another by university like one one in mike is saying like oh it's not benefited me in any way shape or form no no i'm not saying it has it has definitely benefited me it's given me a bunch of jobs there's no there's 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 a okay like benefited me in terms of practical use like you're saying it's benefited you in terms of getting a piece of paper that has allowed you to get jobs i'm saying it's given me skills that have allowed me to develop in, in job skills that i didn't necessarily have uh going in beforehand so so that like where I can understand both situations and definitely I'm not blind to the fact that like you've got like the George W. Bushes of this world in the States that are getting like Ivy League ed- educations and p- likely passing all their courses on the back of daddy's pocketbook, right? Like that's that's what a lot – the pay to win thing is you know a definite, a definite thing. But I think of like if you're categorizing something – as as good, bad, or bullshit. While there's a lot of negative that you can draw out of universities, the core of it is 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 quite a positive thing. Where it's it's like it's it's a den of learning essentially. It's where where people in many disciplines, like a lot of times, you'll be like in English when you're when I was taking advanced English classes, they'd be like, "So what are you going to do? Become a teacher?" Because really, like that's that's all or a professor that's all you can do with that with that and the 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 history professors that are often commenting on Donald Trump stories or or whatever like the Jill Troys from McGill like they're they're um they're given sort of research grants and funding through the university to be sort of like protectors of this of this knowledge that may not be protected otherwise so like these giant academic institutions while imperfect are are uh you know sort of uh curating this this information that comes obviously with risks uh but but uh but i think that by and large it's more of a positive thing than a negative thing i mean yeah it's hard it's hard to kind of like uh it's one of those things where it's like when you take it as the whole like 
like you you look at it you, it's hard to not say anything but good when you just look at it like higher learning uh adds to the, the you know it's the academy it's adding to the cumulative knowledge of humanity through uh especially post especially phds where the whole aim is to sort of do new new research new work and this kind of thing and it's like how, how can you say that's not you know that's not nothing but good and, and i mean largely like i don't know where i'm going to land on this topic probably good but i i would largely say though that i am not heading to i'm not heading towards good it's just i felt that i needed to steer the conversation towards some of it because i feel like the points that you guys are making are extremely uh, extremely valid about about uh, some of the especially issues uh, not just with the undergrad but but the the way that they're they're generated to to essentially impoverish people to many degrees like yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues sorry mike go well go well ahead. no so i was gonna say because like yeah I, like i think knowing your point was well made again the, take it on the whole it's like it seems good it's so hard to say anything, anything other but when you start kind of like laundry listing uh, specific things that are bad about it, and you just named one which I actually wasn't going to include, which was impoverishing people, where often people are hundred thousand dollars in debt, uh, and then they get a job which these days pays less and less well, but still a requirement. Maybe you needed a master's, blah blah blah. It might take you ten twenty years to pay down that debt if you're also trying to buy a house and live decent life. Yada yada. Uh, that's one thing that's bad. Uh, uh, another thing that I think is a large kind of bad thing about it is uh, it was a bit my experience and a bit from what I've heard from other people, uh, but like rigidity in in thought. And I mean, that's not 100 percent true. But in terms of like the way they groom students and about like uh, the anal retentiveness of some of the way your work must be done. And and I mean, some people would argue that that's uh, it's about method and that there's there's value in that. But I think largely uh Oftentimes it just goes into if you have if you happen to have a professor who's like uh, OCD, it'll make your life miserable or things like that. I, I just find it can be very rigid in the way it's approached. Not a lot of room for creativity. I don't think of 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 the academy as a creative place, even when some programs might build themselves as such. And then my last other like laundry list thing that I think is a major downfall. Is it is it a lot of courses are essentially now basically dictated by corporate interests and employer interests? I mean, in Alberta, a province in our country which is heavily dependent on the oil industry, uh, there have been specific changes in the universities uh, there to essentially just spit out the type of people that that the oil industry wants to hire. And again, if you look at and when I said that the overall good of university, because and I had some great professors who said things like university is not about learning specifics, university is about learning how to think, and I couldn't agree more. And I think like critical thought, uh, the ability, the value of something like an English lit degree, is something like deconstructing something, taking things apart, understanding. You know, those are super valuable skills. Those are not the skills most companies are looking for, and universities are moving away from those types of things. Uh, and a lot of research. Because I was even going to say, like, the hard sciences are also hard to crap on as a, as a thing that university is clearly good for. But even that now, like, the universities are so dependent on funding that, that their, their, their research stuff is often just funded by, like, say, pharmaceutical companies who want to go in this or that way. Uh, here's $200 million. Um, we're looking for stuff about how molecules work in this kind of way. And that can, that can drive uh, research for decades. 
And I think what, whereas in theory, the aim of the academy or, or this higher learning is supposed to be just learning for the sake of it, discovery for the sake of it. And it's not really that. And I think it's, it's, it markets itself a little bit like that, but it's, if it ever was, it's not anymore. So, so there's, there's none of that happening. I mean, there must be research of, of some use going on somewhere. Well, well, yes, there is. It's all useful stuff, but I just, I'm always like critical when it's like, when something like a pharmaceutical company yeah. is doing it. And I mean, lots of these things pharmaceutical companies are going to be doing are actually really useful and helpful. So I, I shouldn't just crap on them entirely. They're going to make breakthroughs. There's going to be good stuff. Again, taken as a whole, these things are still largely good. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of, you'll hear criticisms of universities like they're not doing fundamental work anymore. They're doing right. specific work, like in terms of science and hard science, that people aren't spending the time doing like really basic stuff that will lead to the development of other things. They're doing like focus on this, uh, the way carbon bonds with this kind of thing, because this is something we think we can get at in this specific kind of drug, which is marketable in this way. I mean, uh, corporate interests are driven by what can sell, and and a lot of the technological drive is that way too. It's like it's 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 not all about what's good or what we're learning. It's about what you're going to be able to to sell, and ultimately, if you're an employer. You want to hire people to do the work, but the work you do needs to be saleable. So that's like it's just like it's a cycle that drives it. It's not just like you go there to learn and explore and blah blah blah. Well, I mean, it's the university serves a number of functions. Like, so one of the functions would be to educate people. I mean, you go there to learn things, and you go out in the world. And the difference from like occupational college or something is that it doesn't prep you for a specific job, as we've discussed. Um, but it is a place where it's kind of like like a temp, temple or something like like where where science is revered even if there are the concerns that you brought up that this is the these are the place primarily where a lot of science is conducted and a lot of study is conducted if it's not in science it might be the study of liter literature things that enrich culture and and this is where we do it and that aspect of it i quite like and I just think that, you know, things become fashionable. Like, uh, you know, for a good little while, it's fashionable for white kids to dress up like uh, in, in hip-hop clothing. Because that's, the you know, the thing. But that clothing has meaning and it, has, it comes from a place, perhaps. And it's like you're co-opting things that don't come naturally to the culture that are there. And and I think that that the university is there to to do that for us from a learning perspective and 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 going there is oh and, and and so going there right now it's very fashionable you have zero interest in it but you're just like well now i gotta go get further education and get a good job so i'm going to get a psychiatric degree but you have actual zero interest in psychiatry or whatever it was psychology psychology degree like there was a lot of people in my experience who were just taking things to take it because the thing to do was to go to university. It sort of supports Mike's point, but I th think that has more to do with how we're preparing people for jobs. Like That's why I railed against the education system. All my life I've been told from previous generations, we didn't get an education, and education solves problems, so go get an education. And I think this is a good thing from the previous generation of people to encourage us to. We want the things we never had. So like, lots of people are getting it more educated. The problem is, is that alone doesn't solve shit. <laughs> like, it's, it seemed, it's one of those easy things where people kind of just tell you, 
if you're worried about something and they say, oh, you'll do fine. They're not really helping you and they're not really encouraging you. They're kind of saying fuck off, basically. And I'm sorry to lay this at the feet of parents, but it's like it's like kind of saying, is problems too big for me? Just go and deal with it. I think there's a lot of that with university. And universities of business, they're not going to say no to, just like everything else, growing for the sake of growing. So... I think I, I think I think the good in university is getting conflated with those things that you brought up, Mike. But I think that uh, as an institution of learning, that's really important. And and I would you know I and I agree with that that last part in in terms of um um I think you looking at the different programs and what's there and looking at how outside influences might. Um, pointed out influence the overall when it comes to universities be it companies or whatever i think that's important and we can't turn a blind eye to it in a way what it's doing is it's like affecting the sanctity of what we what would be a pure center of learning when you have these sort of outside influences and one thing i think that is really the two two things that i think are really important about university one is that you have total choice so you you unlike high school or whatever, you choose what you want out of your university. And I mean that on two fronts. So one, you choose your courses, uh, you choose your program, you choose a major or minor uh, based on if you come in later in life, maybe it's based on life experience. In my case, it was based at what, what I had a knack for uh, and an interest in. Uh, and so that's great. And then you can choose Bo railed about electives, but the whole point of electives are just like, they can be random courses of anything that you may have a passing interest in that you can use to sort of supplement your, your experience. The, the, the other thing is, is all the other alternative university experiences, like, you know, joining a club, joining the newspaper, um, university is full of the most engage people that that they'll be more engaged politically then than they are at any other point in their lives in terms of what's going on in the world in terms when i was at university there's constantly and people rail against this to a certain extent protests about everything from we were signing the university was signing a a, a drink agreement with Coke so that every machine would be a Coke machine. And, and, and we had like, you know, there were protests and I was reporting for the student paper and like doing like, you know, doing articles and everybody was really into this. And like a lot of friendships are formed. My friendships were more formed in Sejap, uh, but, um, which is which is sort of like early university f- for for us here, but like for a lot of folks, the communities that they develop in university are, are ones they carry with them their entire life. And Mike is right to a certain extent. There's a certain level of echo chamberness. However, you know, you're always looking to be friends with people that you have things in common with. And if you're taking the same program and you have similar interests, that's a testament to, you know, uh, to this other person, you know, right off that they like a lot of the same things that you do mm-hmm. makes it much easier to create friends, uh, f- friendships. And once you leave university or any sort of schooling, create having quality friendships or finding new quality friendships becomes increasingly difficult. And I've often wondered why that is. And one of the reasons I think 
it, one is you you know you're getting older and it, it you're much more uh, protective of who you're going to let into your friend circle. But the other the other thing is it's just you're much more likely to 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 meet and engage with communities of like minded people for better or for ill in university than you are elsewhere. So I think that there's a lot of value there for an individual outside of the class, and you have a lot of control of that because one of my regrets is that at university, I just gave an anecdote of me reporting for the paper. But I that was one thing that I did. But I lived off campus quite a bit. I'd already met my girlfriend at SAGEP, so we were living together. I, I, I don't have a ton of, uh, of outside-of-class university experiences. And to a certain extent, the energy I put in is what I'm going to get out. Uh, and uh, I, I definitely chose some interesting classes, and I have some interesting mef- uh, memories of inter- interesting professors. But in terms of other stuff, like campus stuff, um, I, I don't have as much. And I think that university reflects a lot of the energy that you put into it. That's a really – like the cultural aspect of university, uh, like like living on campus, uh, and you think of a kind of like college movies as encompassing the things that are non-academic, right? Well, but that's – you know, Grafton just made this thing of – face of drinking booze and stuff but you know a lot of people go to university to to kind of grow up in some ways i mean some would argue maybe you don't grow up there you just act like a kid for four more years but like you know there is a social aspect it's most people's first time out on their own um away from home with other people the same age and it it's interesting because and but what it's great about it is it has this an academic backdrop that there's always like you, oh, now you got to go to class, or now you got to write this paper. So people are doing this stuff. They're like beer bonging and you know getting laid a lot and doing all, all kinds of stupid stuff. Yeah. Uh, and not that getting laid is stupid, but you know what I mean. It's college. You know, you say, you did that in college. You do all mm-hmm. kinds of dumb things. But at the same time, you're also like you're learning new things. You're going to courses. You're writing papers. You're you're doing. So it's a really neat mixture of these things and just when Crofton was talking about the like this is a gathering place and it made me remember uh both my uh call various college experiences and university experience and I would echo Crofton and I didn't take advantage enough of those types of things I did a little bit but thinking of it as like now if you've anyone's listened to this show you know that I am not so keen on the social media as a kind of like gathering place of community and thinking about things like Facebook or whatever and being that university is kind of great that way in that like it's a it's a physical space where you're walking around like you see people from classes you know you make friends uh you can join clubs like it's it, it's almost like a, a physical facebook except it's about something that's good instead of shit uh and ironically <laughs> where facebook was created well sure because people do interesting and neat things and find ways to make money and you know there's all kinds of things come out of university but when you're in these places there it, it just seems and the fact that it's a physical place that has this community, I mean, it, it, I, I think that that cultural aspect is really good. And even though there's tons of negatives about it, too, you, you can go on and think about, like, you know, uh, rape culture uh, is flourishing on many campuses. And this is these are real problems. But I think they're problems that uh, if any if any places are looking into and thinking about this stuff, like universities are driven, I think, largely by uh, – students as well uh like a lot of the changes within the institutions comes from students and talk like like the civic the civic minded kind of youth and crofton making the cliche about like protesting it's true but i'm like great you know people care about shit more when they're in university maybe they're idealistic 
they leave a class with their head full of something they never thought of before and now something rubs them the wrong way and they want to do something about it and then they quickly become bitter and then stop doing things once they get out of university and get a job but still it's there for a bit uh, before the world's beating you down and it's people in this kind of moment of life where they're 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 young and they're vibrant but and and they like the world's my oyster and they're learning new things and they feel like they can change the world it's it's a sort of a brief time in life uh, and it's kind of nice that we, in theory, fill it with and learn something, you know? And I think of the people who, this is another kind of positive thing, you know, these days you have to get a university degree. You got you basically have to get a bachelor's to even get in the door at most jobs that pay you well. And being like, you know, and, and I would crap on this in the sense that, like, there's lots of smart people that you could hire, and that's fine too. But the other end of it is that there's lots of, like, people who are, you know, left to their own devices would just like you know fritter away their 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 brain they would just do whatever but say oh damn it i gotta get a job and then they go to university and you know what they're gonna learn something and that's great you know because some people are, are just lack that motivation and they have lots of potential but not the like drive to do anything about it but then you know society is saying well you're, you're not gonna have a, a, a well-paying job unless you go do this thing and they say okay i'll go do it they're going to learn something, and that's good. I mean, I'm a fan of learning, so uh, I'm actually having trouble with this topic. And <laughs> like, I really want to hate on it. No, but I, like really the, core, the core of a university is that it's an institution for learning. There may be systems built on top of it and cultural conventions over time, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I think the spirit of the thing is that it's a place where people can be afforded not to have to go and cut wood and be a laborer for scientific endeavors and some of them i wanted to say for the betterment of humanity but not necessarily that's not the it doesn't have it's to understand the universe so but yeah. one thing though and this is this is echoing mike's point from earlier it might have been your point from earlier the the idea that like you know um the inherent snobbiness and stuff like that with with uh universities and and like uh you know there's a dearth of people in the trades and um and and you know your girlfriend was like oh i you know i need to have a university educated boyfriend but it's just like part part of me would be like okay well i need i you know i need a significant other that has direction or aspiration could be going to university could be going to like trade school or could be you know doing you know doing doing something else but somewhere along the lines like there's some sort of hierarchy that's being created where it's like oh you're going to trade school oh did you you didn't think about university you know like it feels it, it feels like there is um a certain amount of uh it's a social uh, class pompousness. there's a social yeah, class associated with university education like there just and, is and that, because the... it takes an advanced it it's not easy what most of the programs put you through most of the programs understanding physics is not easy it's but not... that's what Donald Trump's whole thing is based on. It's elites, right? It's about like the elites are controlling Washington. All these university educated, you know, uh, career cosmopolitan bias, cosmeto- you know, like all that sort of stuff. So it's like they, you know, they built yeah. the and I'm 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 doing the us against it's them, but like there's this there's this. Uh, outsider mentality of people who go to universities and as like um 
you know, they, they think they're so smart. They know better than they think they know better than we do. But they and the yeah. joke but, all, but all often the joke, is the, he's the rich elite, the actual elite, like. Right. Like yes, the problem absolutely. with the, he's fanning the flames of people who believe that misconception because it's a perception that it's elite. Right. It's a perception. It's what we think as a community. And that's incontrovertible and Crofton, you're right. So I'm not trying to argue with you, but but it's got nothing to do with elitism. At the end of the day, come, it's got to do it, with scientific pursuit. And again, but again, come, this is these are interesting points. And it's like the whole thing of like people aren't in some ways anti-education because everyone had to have an education. You know, all these people uh, went to elementary school. They had to most... learn how to say that they were anti-education. Right. <laughs> you, you know, they, they had to be able to read the news, you know, or whatever. Well, these yeah. days, I guess you don't have to even read to, you can just watch it or whatever. But the point track. is like, like it's not anti-education, but it is a lead in the sense. And again, we come back to some of the negative points in the sense that if you don't have any money, you know, uh, university is getting to be a worse and worse deal. Like these days, it's a bad deal. It costs a lot of money. And the job that you, that you, that our parents, the boomers, the baby boomers, the job that they were guaranteed basically at a university that does not exist for anyone coming out of university today. And even us, like people from our kind of X generation, X, Y generation that, that we three are part of had it pretty good in that sense uh, as well. But coming below us like the 10 years behind 10 20 years behind us those people are coming out and there's like those jobs are not there in the same sense and also the debt burden that they've had to undertake is ever increasing so it's kind of like and and more and more the jobs that are there are now like well everyone's got a ba so let's uh let's put a master's on because we want to get because and i can understand any employer being like well i want the best person for this job period right and there's a big pool to to draw from, and it's like, well, there's people with master's degrees that don't that don't have jobs, you know. And it's like, well, if I if I could get someone with a master's degree, you know, and this is not for all jobs, obviously, some don't care, whatever. Uh, but you know, and and then it just keeps upping the bar, and this is upping the debt load and the you know and the t- and the time frame, you know, to to get a, say like a PhD, people are in school until they're like 35, you know. Uh, and depending on what kind of academic work you're doing, that's insane if you think about it, you know? It's yeah. like – and then you, the amount of debt – you know, presume people at PhD levels are getting grants and they're kind of – you know, they're doing TA stuff. They're getting paid some money so they can, might be able to get through. But largely the, the bargain is you're going into debt to, when you're going into these academics on banking on when I get this higher education, I'm going to be making six figures and I'm going to pay it back, blah, blah, blah. And – that used to be like a solid bet, less and less so now. And there are other education streams because, again, this is another angle on it. Uh, people that are just, you know, figure stuff out and are smart and can prove that they are. You know, I think of this friend, uh, a good friend of uh, Bo and I, I think I might have brought him up before, Nick, this guy Nick Lynch, who only has a high school education. As far as I know, maybe he's changed now. But it's like one of these like computer genius guys, right? He was just like he, – he just could figure it out. He was clearly smart would read stuff, learn stuff. And I think he went to college just to be like, well, I guess I got to do computer science stuff. And then got some job somewhere. And they're like, why don't you quit school? You're, you know, as much as anyone working here. So he did. And they just gave him a job because that employer didn't care. They're like, we need someone who knows, understands coding. You know how to code done. 
and and they didn't care, you know. And, and but th- these are like startups, companies that can do stuff like that. Whereas traditional organizations like governments and whatever, they can't play ball on that level of like, can you do the thing? They can only play ball on rigid structure of this is how you get in. And it's like you you know you need to have done this. You need to show your requirements. Blah blah blah. And they're probably they're getting lots of good people, and they're missing lots of opportunities because of that. And, and the places and startups who don't care what you've done. But like, you know, and I guess you have to do the thing. You have to show somewhere that you can do it. You have to either build a piece of software or write some, write an amazing book that people, you know, give you credit and you can just jump into say journalism that way. You know, that that's harder to do and you need to have the smarts to do that too. And to add to the bubble that I mentioned earlier around here, we're a government town like most of the jobs professional level jobs are somehow related to the government and they have as mike said that really rigid hiring process where they look for university degrees so even amongst like the population in the city that we live that the university degree per capita is probably you know off the charts i'd be interested to see how it compared to like regular places that are not insane like this and 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 definitely has affected how you know how I view things. I think that um, you know we do the show based on our experiences, and that's all we can do. But sometimes I feel when we draw a topic like this, where like all my friends are either university educated, have been to university, uh, you know, um, and I think I, I think to myself like if I grew up in a different community in a different area where I'm just where a university is a dream. That, that I aspire to and that I could n- never hope to get to because of how much money that it costs and the loans that I would have to incur. It also serves as a tool for maintaining, you know, the status, the status quo. Um, and here again, because of government subsidies, especially in Quebec and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's easier for most people to get, get in, but that's not the case everywhere. Right. So, uh, it's tough. It's it's tough because university, um, I think, is a positive thing, but there's a lot of BS wrapped around it. So, mm-hmm. well, also, so- I think like w- one thing that you have to kind of crap on for universities too <laughs> uh, is like the fact that they're slow to change. Uh, I mean, this is something that's going to need need to happen soon especially as um i'm reading this book right now uh about the, the the era in which we're in which everything is exploding tech stuff is going exponential growth is is coming in computing power and all this stuff everything is changing and one of the major criticisms it gives is it's sort of saying that like what everyone's going to need to have is sort of like um on-demand learning uh and the ability to learn new tasks and new skills all the time. I mean, we're living in the era where we look at like technology ten years ago that's like seems so hilariously obsolete, right? Uh, but if you go back to like say the 1980s and look back ten years and be like 1970s, is the stuff you're using there really that different? So things are changing very quickly, and the ability to adapt is huge. And universities are slow. You know, you, you go to university, it's like four years, you're taking these courses, your electives, and that's all great. And I really do think it is good to have a broad knowledge set or whatever. Um, but there, there's gonna, and these things are starting to evolve, but you know, the, the traditional university is having a hard time keeping up because their, their paradigm is one of slow, 
right? It's it's slow moving, it's commitment of time. And if you're someone like me who often thinks about retraining or developing new skills and I like learning all the time, I'm like, I don't want to go to university for three years again. God damn it, I already did that. You know, I, I spent many years in college and university. I don't want to go back. I can't afford it. I don't want to go back into debt to do that. I do want to learn. And I don't want to do it in four years, and and I, I don't need to, frankly. Like I'm good at I'm good at learning at this point, uh, but w- until employers start recognizing these alternative types of learning, which are coming up, there's a lot of online platforms uh, that are giving kind of universe, and this is even technical skills like programming, engineering stuff that you can get in like three months. You can get sort of certified or you can attain the knowledge and start working in these in this stuff. And this is exciting. But it's not the realm of university yet, and either they're going to like get on board or they're going to miss the boat. Um, but yeah, so like they need to be speeding up too because everything else is. Oh, everything just, else is like you just stop talking mid sentence. <laughs> everything else is. That was that mid sentence. Oh, the way know. that you enunciated the sentence, it sounded like, <laughs> and everything else is. And we're like, uh, everything, yeah, uh, everything else is speeding up. So why aren't they? There you go. He did it. He got there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to leave you guys hanging there. That was the funniest I was like, thing. Is everyone muted? What's going on? I mean, yeah, we were giving you space. I think, I think Mike should do a one man show. I think Mike. Uh, should, I think he's ready. <laughs> I, I know more uh, about universities than I have in in a lifetime. We are fifty five minutes in. Is everyone got everything they have to say off their chest? You know. We started the, answer, the show by by oh the answer is Crofton. The answer is no, but we should do verdicts anyway. Okay, because I was gonna say we talked good about answer. my university history. I don't really think we got a good picture of either of yours. We kind of just like, turned sharp like, right Girl, turn. In, you kind of go there. Yeah, sharp right turn into society. All right, but um, cool. Let's bring out. That's the... what we do. We drew the topic. You uh, went into some diatribe about your personal life. I thought you were pr- prompting me to to talk about my university experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just wanted to talk about your university. Like, if you like well, your classes, I wanna, I, I'm still waiting to find out about. What's you never so... told me if you liked your classes. You started talking about your what, 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 drama, problem. Crofton drama. What? 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 Yeah. what, what I want to hear before we go to verdicts. What was so special about English Lit that you liked it? What did What did you take away from English Lit? Did you go to English Lit classes and be like, "Oh yeah, this is baller." Okay, can I tell a, uh, yes. I'll tell a yeah. story? So so I had like I had grown up loving fantasy books. Like I was really big into fantasy books. And as I think every teenage boy is, I can't prove it, but it feels like that. And uh and I got I got to university and I and and I had to read like I took three English classes a semester, and for each class I had to read a book a week, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, like a novel. And mm-hmm. some of them were really dense, like Milton's Paradise Lost or like, you know, like Lord uh, Conrad's Lord Jim or something like that. And it's just um, it would be tough to read. And I, it's I'm not a fast reader to begin with, much less read three books a week, one per class. So pretty much I had to like n- – I could maybe I could read one and a half books maybe a week, and so I'd have to drop a book, or whatever, 
and they generally knew that like come test or essay time you would often be able to choose between certain books so there's some books that i've literally attended three lectures for but have never actually read Mm. um and uh but there was one class i took was science fiction and um and i really like science fiction i liked it to the point that like i changed my like i stopped reading fantasy books in my free time i I just read science fiction books and it also screwed with my system because i wanted to read every single book in that class every week so uh and technically that's good i should be doing that but it impeded my ability to do it for other classes. so i almost failed a class because of this stupid science fiction class which was uh awesome and every single book was really good um many of which i i i keep on my shelf and I, some i have i have reread since then and i've taken a huge interest in science fiction like i've tried to write science fiction movies everything so it's really changed like how i you know my interest in terms of in personal enjoyment has has moved almost entirely away from fantasy towards science fiction uh is that what you're looking for both i mean for yeah i was anecdote? just you know yeah that's a good one yeah it's what i wanted to know i just want to know like like, did you enjoy it? And it sounded like it was. It, it's I like B, it was your class, kind of BDSM. Like it was torture, but, but you dealt with it and feel I good about it. I love that class, but then there's some classes, like that I would take, and I was like, oh shit. So some were mandatory, some were were not. But generally, the older it was, the l- and this is you know the less you can relate, the the more it's it's. Um, uh, the more the more it, it feels obtuse and less enjoyable and more like processing documents even yeah, if it's, of a, it's of a different it's harder right. to yeah that's a really interesting I took point the, i took the romantics and i couldn't read a single thing it's I, I thought oh this is cool the romantics let me dig this and, and i'd be five sentences into anything from the giant textbook that had all this poetry and writing it i'd be like I hate English so much. <laughs> well, I funny, hate English literature so I didn't realize. I thought I liked books. I fucking hate books. You, <laughs> didn't, you didn't pick right because this is another uh, sort of angle on the university thing and a personal story as well. When I was in university, I just took essentially the utilitarian equivalent of what Crofton took. I just took communications where he, he took English lit, which basically gets you the same jobs. Uh, I took communications. So basically, you know, you get some communications textbook, which is boring as hell, but which is easy to skim through, right? You look for headings, you know, you read paragraphs here and there, you can put an essay together, you can get understanding very easily. But then as an elective, I took the science fiction class and and uh, loved – I read every book and it was all great and I enjoyed it thoroughly because my other classes were just boring nuts and bolts communication bullshit, which I could right. just skim. So, so like I, I – because I totally could under- sympathize with Crofton, and I'm I'm sure a slower reader even than him, uh, and uh, and and I could not I don't think I could physically do an English lit a degree based on what he's saying. I could not read even one book a week probably. But I, see, I, yeah. the one thing too is is that uh, we're putting all this undergrad shit in one bucket. But like there are different level courses, right? So the 200 level courses were what are known often as survey courses. So English Lit Survey One and Survey Two, they covered huge swaths of time periods, and often were like you had to take them as part of the program. 
And then there's like 300 level courses, which were more specific and you could sort of select. And then there were 400 level courses, which were, which were instead of being like 500 people in an auditorium, were like 30 people in a room. One I did was um, American Autobiography, for instance, uh, where we read a bunch of like um, uh, autobiographies or, or books of autobiographical uh, autobiographical type natures and then we had to write our own autobiography like a, a a short a shorter version of it god i hope mine is never found that one was such a presumptuous piece of shit but anyway it's uh Whoa. uh but it was it, it's cool that that concept of like it wasn't like there's was a there's so, some sort of outside of the box doing different things it wasn't all like essays and exams and stuff although there was plenty of those as well anyway with that said Shall we move into verdicts? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I think we're ready. Mike, you got any more? No, Mike's good. All right. Uh, okay. Where's the farm animals? Let's, Someone no. find Hug me the farm it. animals. Farm Where animals. I can't find the farm animals. Are those farm animals university educated? Because I don't trust Bleh. their buying. There they go. Here they are. Come on in here. Get in here. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Get in there. All right, it's verdict time. Uh... I'll go first. Okay. What? Really? Well, yeah. It's it's funny because like I really want crap on this, as you can probably tell from. I I, I can see you wanting to crap on it. Uh, and and I did a lot. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot negative. Uh, but coming back to the point I made at kind of the start and which Crofton really, you know, uh, first brought up, it's just like the whole thing is good. I'm just going to say it. That's my verdict. Good. Oh, my God. Really? I know. Wow. Look, university is good. That doesn't mean there's tons of shit wrong with it. There's lots of things that are good that have tons of shit wrong with it. But the whole thing is about trying to learn learn something new. I love learning. When I when I think of the, some of the random courses I took in university, and I like random knowledge. Like I really, I that's if anything, that's my problem in life. I like learning about. I mean, that's how you ended up with the random topic generator, right? That's canon for the lore. Yeah, of our show. for me, I'm like I'll, I'm I learn about anything new any day. I, I would love it all. Um, but but uh, you get me to focus, and now now you got a problem. Uh, but 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 it's just like it's going to learn something, and I think we can. There needs to be a lot of improvements to university, uh, and you know I don't want to go through all what I think those are, <laughs> uh, but it can be fixed, and I do think, and again Crofton brought this point up too, which is good. The whole culture of university, I think it's kind of a people are at the right age to try to get them interested in something. And university is a good way to do that. And hopefully, it, it, hopefully anyone who goes gets something out of it. Uh, again, the whole the debt thing in particular, I feel like universities should be made free. Uh, like I, I feel like that should be done like tomorrow. That's never going to happen in the states, obviously, because people are crazy down there. Uh, but oh, uh, but in Europe, it's happening. Uh, universities free in some Scandinavian countries. I don't know all of them, but it's happening. There's talk of it in parts of Canada. It should happen tomorrow. Uh, because that elitist divide, uh, where it's like, can you afford to go? Can you not afford to go? Would be eliminated if it was just like, I choose to go or I choose not to go. Because there's also nothing necessarily wrong with the trades or with just being like, I want to be an artist and I don't want to go to school, period. 
There's nothing wrong with any of that. Mm. But when you have it tied up in like, are you rich? Uh, can you know? Then it becomes a you can't even get in. The the barrier of entry is high. If that barrier of entry gets eliminated, and people are just allowed to go if they can, that's that's going to be good. But university is good. It needs to be improved. A lot of the problems with it need to be removed. Uh, we can't get into all those. But yeah, overall, it's good to learn stuff. It's good to try to you know open up your mind. Good. Double good. Yeah. We'll just I'll go to next. Remind everyone and, that he said good. And and also, uh, I'll go next. And also, I, I I'm I'm really nervous about Bo, so uh, I'll uh, uh, I'll just get in there because I echo 100 percent of what Mike was saying. And and this is it. He actually helped me out with his verdict there because I'm I think it, I was in the same spot where like um, on a very you know principled basis, I think universities are good, but I uh, think that they got a bunch of. That's a trigger word. <laughs> I, I, I think they got a bunch of, of crap associated with them, and especially um, like uh, stuff like the, the finances and, and the the fact that it's it, it may, you know is a, a maintenance of the status quo, and it's you know led to an us versus them mentality, which is re- or contributed to an us versus them mentality in the states, which has now you know reached sort of a fever pitch. Um, I, I think of like I think of you know with university there's been a couple of horrific horrific shootings um, in the states and and here in Canada and in one case it was at the Polytechnic uh, in Montreal and um, a bunch of uh, uh, of young women were were uh, gunned down by like essentially a you know an insane misogynist and uh, and like he couldn't bear them learning essentially um and and this is the thing universities mike says they don't move particularly quickly and and it hasn't always been an even divide and there there probably was rules that prohibited certain you be it races or or genders from entering at certain points in history but right now it's at a point where everybody should be welcome in all universities unfortunately the pocketbook is still the big you know the big blocker uh but that is aside i think we're it, it is a reach towards you know getting better and it's one that we control and that that you choose what your experience at university is going to be. Is it going to be in in a certain field that you're good at? Is it in a certain field that you have an interest at? Is, is it going to be in a field that you feel will be a challenge for you? Um, is it is it? Are you going to join clubs? Are you going to meet people? Are you going to put on a play? Are you going to do? Are you going to join a protest? You know, like these are all these opportunities are there and and so many great things be they inventions or or just people have come out of sort of the university system that i have to say uh that by and large despite all the problems of which there are many and continue to be many uh, i have to say universities are good I need more sound effects on the show, so I'm doubling Sounded down. Sounds like an echo chamber in here of university-educated people. Let's let's see how. It goes. Don't throw any more fuel on than you need to. Just... All right, oh. I get to go last on a verdict, and that's great. Uh, it's about university, so I loved my university experience. I mean, overall, I wish I hadn't given up on it um, when I did in my little personal story at the open. 
I think a lot of what Mike says is true. I think that uh, there's a lot of horse crap associated with it, and it's turned into this business of higher learning. And that's definitely not what I went there for or what I got out of it. I'm the kind of person that doesn't really live on a solid plan or solid stability things anyways. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I didn't really go there with those things in mind, but I saw a lot of people who did. Uh, but I liked that, you know, and it's more comment on their public education system than on university, but I it opened my eyes to the fact that you could go to school, you could go somewhere at 8 in the morning, be done at 4, and do things, learn about things you're passionate about, and spend time being involved in things you are interested in pursuing. That option's out there for you. So yes, physics won't get you a job. But if you're passionate about finding out the mysteries of the universe, let me tell you, there's a school for you. You should drop out of that high school, just get you straight to university. And start learning the things that just matter to you sooner. It's crazy. But if it doesn't matter to you, then you shouldn't need to go. Our community and our, our country, our communities and our countries, should um, not make it just like this blanket, yep, it's a higher level of education, blah, blah, blah. It really, all education should model itself after university, which is, what are you interested in? You want to learn this stuff? Great. And if you go to school and you're not interested in it, just go work. Just go work. Because there are people, you know, who uh, they're destined, I hate to say it, but because of the way that they live their lives, maybe they are destined to be janitors and, to, you know, to be these jobs in the world that we tend to look down on because of the very low barrier to entry. Can you move your arms around? Here's a mop to put in your hand. Move them around the mop and clean the floor. All right? Now, I don't look down on people who do that work. I've done that work myself. But there are people who are passionate about things, willing to put effort in things. And university, I think at its core, is an institution to pursue scientific knowledge and to pursue other types of learning that are not necessarily scientific but that are beneficial to our communities. And I think that part is great. So I'm going to go ahead and throw a good in the university class. Yeah. Came through. I had a Mind good experience. blown. <laughs> I did not expect. Well, good on you, Bo. I, I mean, Man, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I like science. I wouldn't do it, but I love science. I love people who yeah. love science, and they come I like larger how from university. Earlier, I was like trying to get it out of him. I'm like, so did you like? What did you like at university? And, he, and Bo goes into this giant story of whatever, and then he starts his verdict with, "I really liked all my classes in university. They were really fun." I'm like, well, for the fuck's sake, I asked that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this topic was funny like i was thinking about my because i felt fairly like passionate about like yeah it's good but during the show there was times where i was like oh it's such bullshit i'm like oh, i'm gonna say bullshit and i'm gonna really mean it and then other times i was like no you know what university is really good it's a really good thing and i flip-flopped like three or four times and i'm kind of glad that i i i ended on the good note, because if it had been a different point in the show i might have been like you know what this is fucking bullshit this thing but because i really have some yeah well if you want to end on a good note, you can do that by uh, sending us an email at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Send us a topic. Maybe send us your comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, goodbadbull is a bit of our keyword here. You can go to goodbadbull.com 
goodbadbull.com. All our episodes are on there. At goodbadbull on Twitter, if you want to follow us there. Uh, Twitch.tv slash goodbadbull. Subscribe and you'll be notified when we uh, go live. Um, we generally record on a Thursday evening and you'll you'll get to know and be able to join. Uh, there's a chat chat room, even though we are the worst at engaging with them because we want to have a great conversation. But you can still be in there and, and get, get the episode live as it unfurls. Um, and uh, our patrons, we love them. They give us money, which allows us to do this and and, and makes uh, makes it all possible. And we really appreciate them. You can be a patron, patreon.com slash goodbadbull. Uh, any little bit of support, the show will always be free, but we, we really appreciate it. Um, also, we're three individuals of individual natures. Um, and you can reach us on our individual channels. And I'm talking about... Uh, uh, the TurboGrafx-16, Bo Schwartz of the show. Uh, you can you? find Bonks me. Adventure. Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. Little heads up, uh, I'm a Twitch affiliate now, which means I have a little sub button and some emotes on my Twitch channel. So I guess that means I'm a streamer now. I'm a video it's game true. streamer. Uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash Gorath, but it's spelled G-0-R-4-T-H. The last time I promoted on this show, I got ridiculed uh, a kind of a lot. So hopefully, hopefully uh, you guys are going to be cool this time. Last thing I want to say is I know there's some people who come listen to the show and they know we do core. And we have a developer interview next Tuesday. That's August 8th. So be sure to tune in live. We're talking to the hero designer who created Garrosh Hellscream. Uh, we're really excited. It's a you know a third developer interview that we're doing. Um, so tune in live, uh, twitch.tv slash frogpants, I want to say 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if not, catch it on next week's episode at heroesforyou.com. There, that was all the plugging I did. I had lots to do this week. Will, will, will this episode be out for them to be able to catch it live? Uh, it'll on the eighth. On the eighth, we're okay. we're interviewing Jade Martin. That's a gentleman's name. Oh, sweet. Just, uh, so, speaking of gentlemen, uh, Mike, if uh, they want to follow you, where can uh, our listeners do so? I'm uh, kind of on Twitter at ML Hodgins. But Bo, I want to ask you a question. When are you going to have me as a guest on Core? Because it's never I'll like tell you guys. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I think that would be pretty funny, actually. You guys know, like, nothing about the sh- about the game. Like, That's less, why. Less no, than nothing, you would make you would be insulting. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't probably. be like, I don't know nothing, but I love video games. You'd be like, streaming stupid. Put a, a toilet underneath <laughs> you and just play games all is, day. Is this being streamed right now? I hate streaming. God. Um. Hey, yeah, but I could if they should ask anyone, it's me because I've played the game one time before. <laughs> I'd be sure. like the Conan O'Brien, who's like, I'm like, why are you playing this game? I don't understand what's with all the clicking. It'd be one of those types of things. It would be comedy gold, and then I'd ask you all to go outside and get. That's why they have John Jagger. He does that already. Is he? Oh, okay, well, I've not listened to it, but I hear it. <laughs> not a single episode. I've been doing two years, no support. I've listened to some bits because I I like and enjoy you, Bo. It but might I, be on the show. I don't listen to it. It's it, it, like honestly, I listened to a bit of it, and to me, it sounded like that type of university lecture where you don't know what the hell the teacher's talking about and don't care, and uh, then leave the class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like jibber jabber to me, and I'm just like, why? Well, I can go do something else. Like, you know.
time here, and I'll obviously with you in the RL, as we call. I don't even know if this is the RL. Maybe it's like some sort of between real life and virtual life. I'm not even sure. But we all know I have an Oculus Rift waiting to be set up on my desk, huh? With little sensors mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm bye sensors. bye Crofton. Meet you and you. Um, all right. If I never if I never see you again, I just want you to know we had a good run, almost hit two hundred. It was good. Like, I've always hated this goddamn world, and now I can finally escape <laughs> it by shooting something in the head in virtual reality. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.